hamster with a blunt penknife would do it quicker. Hello and welcome to a hamster with a blunt pen knife. Um, the very first video commentary that we're doing for hamster with a blunt pen knife. Um, I am doing it with two watch who's Mark Rawlins, and he is just preparing something very special now. I have absolutely no idea what it is, but knowing him, it's fucking absurd. Let's find out, shall we? He's ready. Here we go. I'm a little bit scared. I don't know what on earth he's going to be doing. Oh no. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the time space visualizer. Oh, hello. Hello. Oh, that looks very comfortable. <laughs> you hear that noise? Yeah, you need to change some of these buttons on here. Oh my god. <laughs> What's playing on the time space visualizer today? Me. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I have to say, how exciting. Are you staying in there for the whole episode? Uh well, I think it'll be appropriate. Hold on. <laughs> Let me just get comfortable. Oh, hang on. I think I can. It's a bit of a difficult uh uh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Maybe I can just. That is amazing. Oh my god! Can I just see that all the all the buttons? Mars. Well, I mean, Uranus. Oh, Uranus. That feels very appropriate. <laughs> um, That's what it says. I copied it off the thing. That's what it says. And so, if I just can twiddle one of these knobs, hang on. Yeah. Okay, so I've I've changed it to Keeper of Traken. That's what is on the specializer today. So can you off you go? Not my. <laughs> okay, wait. Twiddle, twiddle, twiddle. I've changed it to the TV movie. Rival timeline. Oh my god. <laughs> Is that like a devil? Oh my god. <laughs> I had a bad night. The fact that the pilot would be stuck through it at midnight. <laughs> uh, one, I'm okay, Mark. I'm gonna have I'm back to bed, honey. My name is not Honey. Fuck you, know. I'm going to have one last Twitter with you. All right. Okay. Um, and uh, now you are. Oh, wait, hang on. What else have we laughed about a lot? Uh, now you're the three doctors. Yo, <laughs> get away from that. No, wait. What is it? Um, Rick, Mr. Ollis, where have you been? You never believe me, woman. <laughs> I can't believe you're literally going to juggle that for the whole episode. Hang on, hang on. I, I, well, I, it, it's a bit thicker than I thought it would be. Actually, it's. Oh, it always is. Honestly, like <laughs> maybe I can just come through the screen like oh, I mentioned. Oh my time. god! No, you're like the fucking grudge right now. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Mark. Maybe I can just. You are frightening no, me hang right on. now. Hang on. Okay. No, that's not going to work for an instant. Hold on, hold on. If I can just balance a little bit better. I mean, to be fair, we did waste 15 minutes before the um, the beginning of Keeper of Traken, episode four. So I'm sure we can do that again here on video. Hold on, right. Remember, you've got to drink your cocktail and everything. Right, there we go. I can do that. I can do that. Are you holding it up? Um, sort of, yeah. No, you clearly Fine. are because it's wobbling all over the place, and I can see your fucking hands. Well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, Tardis themed cosplay today. 
here we are in the TARDIS in the time space visualizer. So um, no. very appropriate for the chase. Uh, and the limited amount of effort that I have made is to find a shirt that looks vaguely like Ian's from episode one. <laughs> well, very right. well done. This is the amount of effort you're going to get from me from each episode. But episode two may feature the Maya Beast. Ooh. And they're not in it yet, but I just need to do this because I'm surrounded by props and I want to show off my mechanoid as much as I possibly can. Oh, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Like they're not in it hardly enough, are they? No. Um, you've got quite an impressive mechanoid as well, haven't you? I have. It's not with me at the moment. It w- I, will, I will get him Jesus, in a bit. I hope it is with you. But I, I was making a euphemism. <laughs> Sorry. um okay so i'm i'm gonna start the audio recording because we are also doing this as an audio all right okay okay so um give me one second please um who's gonna do the 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 welcome back to Uh, i think you should start off for part one okay all right but you can take the piss out of me in episode two maybe maybe can you just do a quick one now Welcome back to Absolute Knife. It's staggeringly accurate. It's terrifying. Okay. All right. So uh, I will. Oh, God. You've tuned into survival by accident here. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Bad cat, the man born. (laughs) There you go. My cat. (laughs) Oh, my God. Can I tell you a really funny story before we go in? So Matt Michael told me, so you know, in episode one, um, the master was going, show me, show me in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> One of his friends thought the cat was called show me. Oh, no. <laughs> and he said he's going to get, he's going to get a cat and call it show me. So they can be like, show me, come show here. Me. Show me. Oh, I thought that was going to go down a rude route then, but it, it didn't. So. I am a picture of innocence. I know what you're talking about. Honest to God. It's only when you're on, mate. All right. <laughs> well, all right. You and about 19 other people. But <laughs> even so. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go into the episode. All right. I'm going to do my all time best welcome back to. All right. Okay. All yeah. right. Here we go. So, but then that literally gives us five minutes to get into the episode because it's a half an hour segment. Remember? Uh, right. Okay. We need to cool. introduce the cocktails um and everything all right okay okay right off we go (laughs) jesus christ five four three two one oh welcome back to uh hampton with blunt pen knife the doctor who commentary podcast i am here today with a genuinely wonderful man currently holding up a hastily put together cardboard box with a hole in it mr mark Rollins. Hello, hang on, hastily, hastily. How long did it take you to make your face and time visualiser? Okay, I spent about 10 minutes making this visualiser, but I think it's very effective. 10 minutes? That's pretty hasty. I think it's very effective. It looks like the time space visualiser. I am amazing. He's got, he basically, he's he's surrounded by knobs at the moment. He's got Mars (laughs) up here. He's got Uranus over there. Um, It's basically a time space visualiser cosplay. I mean, I could walk around a convention like this. And people would know what I was. You do that at Pandorica, please. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, you go as a time and space visualizer, and I'll go as. Hang on, what's another um, like computer? The food machine. <laughs> <laughs> 
and I'll be like, come on, twiddle my knobs. Oh, well, <laughs> probably be a fair amount of that going on anyway. Uh, right, so... <laughs> dispense um, bacon and eggs. Sorry. Well, it will definitely be salty, that's for sure. <laughs> um, right, okay, so um, we are here today to do an audio and video commentary of The Chase. This is the first video commentary that I'm doing for Hamster. Um, are you scared? Am I scared? Well, no, this is yeah. why we're doing a video. This is why I'm dressed up as a bloody time space visualizer in the first place. <laughs> I'm not doing this for audio, am I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, last time we met, we did Shakedown Return of the Sontarans and we went everywhere from uh, dissing Blade 7 stars to phoning up HMF Belfast and asking them if we can record Shakedown 2. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember what? I don't know. Hopefully, you're not going to be as harsh on everything. Hey? Remember how much they wanted? Uh, fifty-eight pound, wasn't it? Yeah, Jesus God, what? Well, I don't think our fucking budget is because they honestly, we've got a budget of twenty-five pound, which is five quid more than Shakedown the first one was made on. Um, right, so I'm being cheeky. Um, so if you uh, you have two minutes to introduce your cocktail, can I do mine first? Oh uh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. So this here is the uh, the death of time, pink gin, strawberry cider. And pink peppercorns, right? Lovely. What's that got to do with the chase? Tell us. Absolutely nothing at all. But if I have enough of these, we will experience the death of time. Uh, <laughs> and because it has pink peppercorns in it, can you see them floating there? I can see them, yeah. Yeah, well, because why, why, yeah, but they're all floating there. You don't want to like drink them, do you? I can have a straw. So I uh, what I've done is I brought this massive pipette along with me. And what I'm going to do is suck it into the pipette and then drink it that way. All right. Why have you got one of them? You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's for oil. It's for basting. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make it any clearer. It ain't for basting people. It's for basting meat. Uh, all right. Well, okay. Whatever. Yeah. Well, okay. So basting That's meat means anything right. well, couldn't it? Uh, but well, I, I have got my uh, a classic. I've got a classic. It's the Terry Nation cocktail. Mm. Uh, so I have made one of these before. Yeah. Um, it's actually pineapple juice, pineapple oh. rum, um, and this time I put grenadine in it. I think I put absinthe in it last time. That was a bit much. I've got grenadine um, downstairs. I nearly put some of that in this. So um, that's why it's the, this red colour as well. So um, Terry Nation part one. Mm -hmm. It's always good to have a, a, a Terry Nation cocktail. Cheers, so Mark. Cheers. Cheers. So you need to, you put it to put it towards the camera. The times, well, the time space visualizer is having a drink. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I knew this was going to be daft as anything. All right. So are you ready to skip into episode one? I Brilliantly am. called yeah. The Executioners. It is, yeah. Let me just stretch and press play. Jesus Christ. Would you like to count us in then, please? Uh, yeah. So I'm sort of up to the, the title sequences. The, um, it's just about to open. If we if we say that the vagina, the, yeah, okay, yeah, the vagina's about to open up. Okay, okay, and three, two, one, go, go. No, but hang on. If you're cutting out the Beatles, does that mean the time space visualizer uses Britbox? It does. Yes. Oh That's my, part of my contract. Shit, streaming service ever. <laughs> I thought you were more sophisticated than that. Sorry, okay, I, it was on the. I've got a question for you. Yeah, of course I do. 
Um, why do you love the chase? It's just fun. It's really, really good fun. Mm-hmm. And you don't really need to concentrate particularly. And I like the quest style stories, like he's a Marinus, like this, where it's a different setting. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm pipetting my drink. Okay. Um, All over me. You know, it's it's that sort of quest thing, a different setting every story. It keeps things fresh. And okay, okay, it wasn't necessarily the most loved story with fans for a long time. But I think it's come around. And I think people people see the fun in it now as well. Whereas before, because like way back, I don't know, like the 90s or something, it was like, I feel like, oh, you a first Doctor story, you have to watch like the Aztecs because it's serious drama and it's a serious concept about changing history and stuff. And that was like, that was the peak of 60s. You would show someone the Aztecs or something. But now I think you just show someone the chase and just show them how much fun it is. Though, like the Romans has always been fairly popular, hasn't it? And that's a comedy. True. Yeah. But I think I mean people just pointed and laughed at this because okay, let's okay. I'm gonna play devil's advocate because I'm like you and I freaking love this. Uh, It's a massive guilty pleasure for me. Um in terms of writing, it's very loosely written, isn't it? Like I it's basically we'll just invent a place for them to go to, and they'll just hang around there for a bit. And then we'll go somewhere else. But that's Terry Nation. <laughs> that's Terry Nation, and that's why eight I Terry Nation. Um, but also, um, in terms of production value, okay. Now, I'm not saying that they don't put any money into this, but I don't think it's the best directed story of all time. There are some bloopers. I know, but do you know what? When I watched this, it was one of the first videos I ever watched, like age seven. I didn't notice any of that. What? You don't forgive the Graham Williams era for his bloopers. Yeah, but the Graham, but Graham Williams is different. It, it's cheap and I don't know, there's something different about this. The, I think you've still got the characters, you've still got the sense of adventure. I didn't, you know, watching this until later on when you read on, online, there's a whole list of bloopers for this. So look out for this, look out for this. I didn't notice. I was just enjoying the story. Can you imagine anything more deliriously enjoyable than hanging out with this four? The Doctor, Vicky, Ian and Barbara, just watching space television. Well, exactly. I mean, you have this whole <laughs> first episode of them just watching the Time Space Visualizer. And, okay, in the 80s, there's a lot of criticism for all these long TARDIS scenes. Mm-hmm. But you don't have that here, do you? You want to be here. It doesn't matter if it's not progressing the story here, because it's know, so I've, much fun. I've heard someone be very rude about this, because episode two is called The Death of Time, like my cocktail. And I've heard people say, well, episode one should have been called The Death of Time because nothing happens in it. Rude! But why Why is that then? Why are we really enjoying this long TARDIS scene and not something like the Doctor and Perry just sitting around chatting? I don't know. Because they're a family. These, this, these early Doctor and Companions, up until the end of the chase, they're like family units, aren't they? And you just it's like watching a, a soap opera. You're just hanging around in the house. Vicky's being a useless person and tripping over Barbara's sewing. And the doctor's kind of being impatient and going, and um, Ian's reading his book. It was a dress for you. (laughs) (laughs) I am a useless person. (laughs) Okay, my arm's really aching. I might have to put this time space visualizer down. Okay, no way. You've made your impact now. You've made your impact. (laughs) 
very tough being a time space visualizer you know everybody can i ask a question about that though well it's incredibly cumbersome isn't it it's very big for that tiny television i know the time yeah but actually in the 60s that was probably the biggest screen they had that's true Um, but also hang on to be fair that whole thing has to um uh emit or transmit everything that ever happened yeah, i was gonna say you so know. it's got the most sophisticated circuitry in it of the entire universe yeah and, you need and it was lot. got from the space museum wasn't it so you think they would want to keep something like that to be fair tor and those guys because have tuned into a lot of things on you could watch anything exactly watch pornography from the entire universe Hey. I was about to say to you, what would you tune into if you had to do something? <laughs> of course, pornography in the whole now, universe. Uh, you know, because you could go and you could watch like um, Erato porn. You could watch Andrigan porn. You could watch. Um, hold on a second. You if you like old that. ladies at it, you could watch Tabby and Tilda. What what they do off off screen? That's Paradise Towers. Yeah, I know. I was just thinking you can watch anything in human history and everything, and you want to watch Andrigan porn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, arg, I'm, arg. I'm just saying this. The internet was invented, yeah. And I mean, we're not talking about things that well, we're right. talking about history or anything that's ever happened. I need you to answer this question. The internet was invented, yes. Yes. What do most people spend their time doing on the internet when they could read and watch anything? Uh, now, I think you know the answer to that question, and it's tied into my answer. Okay, what is your answer? They spend most of their time wanking over porn. I don't yeah. think. Oh, oh, okay, all right. By the end of episode three, I'm going to pull up some numbers for you, all right? Oh, shut up. Okay, how did we get onto this? Like, Abraham Lincoln is trying to do a speech here. He's <laughs> not, not talking about wanking over porn. About wanking. <laughs> how do we get off track so quickly? Right, anyway. It's you, I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> Oh, we bet. So actually, before we get into it, we're getting into this bit. So we're watching on BritBox. Yeah. Um, the Beatles scene has been cut. Outrageous. Which, okay, I think it was on. It's on the UK DVD. It was on the UK video, but I don't think it got out to any other when it, this was released in America and stuff. So, which, I, okay. Well, just do ticket to ride, and then nobody's going to feel like they're missing out. Can you do the dad dancing though, yeah? Okay. She's got a ticket to ride. She's got a ticket to ride. She's got a ticket to ride. I don't know the next bit. There we go. Now you've squashed my favourite Beatles. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it... No, my favourite ever Hartnell live reading is in this, at the end of episode one, where he can't even say the Daleks. He just goes, the Daleks! (laughs) It's so funny. Oh, okay. So this is brilliant. And don't you think it's so annoying? Because I would love to see this Shakespeare sequence as a story, as a whole story. I mean, people say about, you know, the the production of this and it's cheap and it's not well directed. But, you know, they've got a set up on Abraham Lincoln. They've got a set, do a whole set just for a couple of scenes. They've got to do this whole mini period. That's shot on film. That's shot on film there. Yeah. It's really good. I mean, the, the things that they had to get through and because you're going from set to set every week, it's it. Uh, what it hang on, it's going to suffer a little bit. Hang on, I do agree with what you're saying. They, they, they. It's very ambitious what they're trying to pull off here. Yeah, Richard Martin is a terrible director, and I defy you to prove otherwise. I do you know what I? I 
people say that quite a lot, but I, I just heard it just saying. I've heard it a lot, but I think he does what he can in the time. And actually, I'm going to defend him Come and on. I'm going to say, well done for getting through all of this in the time and the budget that he had. It could very easily have been much worse or not even made at all properly. So no. next year, yeah, a Dalek quest story is made, yes, which is mm. double the length of this. So that's mm. double the amount of resources needed, yeah. And yes. the direction is fucking excellent. It is but... fearlessly directed, which that means if you put the two side by side, yeah, one is competently made and one isn't. I love Dalek's Master Plan. I think okay. it's a great epic story. Katarina! But... <laughs> Kemble, Myra, it's the same jungle set. They don't need, they can just recycle no, they it. Spend ages it. on that prison ship. Exactly uh, the same. In the turn it around way. again and it's the same ship at the end. They don't have to do so many different creative things. Nonsense. They go to, uh, in the Christmas Day episode, they go to three different locations. One episode. Well, they go to a volcano short. planet. They go back to, to uh, the Dalek city. They go to Egypt. Come on. But it's spread out more. It's not just a quick little thing for I a mean, couple of... I mean, look at that. Anyway, we're, we're on the planet Iridius now. Let's talk about Iridius. Look at that backdrop. <laughs> I mean, again, when I first watched this on video, I have very strong memories of watching this. I didn't notice that it was a small set like that. I didn't notice that it was plastic with sand on it yeah, at all. I really didn't. I was drawn into it oh. so much. But you've got to remember, you did think that the currency on Tracon was cloth. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, deserted planet is a is a drinking thing oh, on my terranation game. Do you know what? I think that's Canberra Sands. You know, that's just down the road from me. Have you listened to the DVD commentary of this? No. Why? Um, because Maureen O'Brien. It's really awkward, actually. I hate it when these things happen. Because she's like, that's my only like vivid memory of filming Doctor Who was running on the sand and stuff. Oh yeah. But, like, it it's not her. She wasn't there. These are doubles and you can see the wig is massive and she says on this thing she's like that's my only vivid memory of it and it's like on the production thing it's like yeah she never actually went there or did it and it's really awkward because it's like mm, that's not her that? running up who at all out? hey who points out the moderator oh no one actually says but i i mean it's just awkward because everyone knows <laughs> oh but it's not her i mean it was like nearly 60 years ago now i mean like the memory fogs up a little bit i know i know and have you seen those photos of where they tried to bury the real dalek and film it coming out of the sand and they they did the model sequence instead there's a they tried they took the dalek and half buried it and couldn't get, get it to it come out. out of the sand so they just abandoned oh, that issue. idea sometimes i'll try and bury my dalek and it won't come out honestly <laughs> it's a problem um what was i going to say to you i was going to say something really important so can i can i tell you I, i've got two stories to tell you about the chase um, which are like vivid memories of when I was a bit younger. So my, and I love this because you normally do this, but for once I've got some stories. Um, so number one is I remember getting the discontinuity guide, right? Um, where they were, they were very kind to the story in the summary, but they pointed out a lot of bloopers, right? And me and my friend Hazel, who my mum thought I was my girlfriend, but we obviously know that wasn't happening because she was up in my room all the time. But what we were actually doing was going through the discontinuity guide rather than the things she thought we were getting up to. Um, we, we, we got all the bloopers and we found them all. And we spent a, like a deliriously fun summer's afternoon 
like fast forwarding through the chase, finding out all the really shit bits and oh. laughing our heads off. And um, and that, oh my God, wait, this bit. Doctor, what's that awful noise? That's no way to talk about my singing. <laughs> Not that awful noise, the other one. Um, sorry. And so, so this one, one, one memory that really associates with this is my friendship with Hazel. And that re- we just laughed over this so much. Um, so you're right. It is incredibly fun. Even if you're going to look at it as like a, a serious piece of Doctor Who, or if you're just going to take the piss out of it, it works on both levels, I think. It's amazing. Yeah. It, and it was the one of the first stories I ever saw, even like the film. So or definitely the first first Doctor story I saw. Peppercorns. <laughs> yeah. Oh and also, I think this, I think Dalek. having this, um, this episode set in the TARDIS, so I really loved TARDIS set stories when I was younger. Whenever there's a new room or something else, or you saw something in the background like you do here, or you see the time space visualizer, anything in the TARDIS really fascinated me. And I oh, love the 80s then. And yeah, like Logopolis and Castrovalva and stuff, huh? you know, oh whenever you see a new room, it's always really exciting. Okay. They're on screen now, so props at the ready. Here we go. Dun, 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 dun. Now, can I just say, yeah, look at this. You've this got a Ben is... Plunger. I do have a Ben Plunger. I shan't tell you why. Um, and um, don't you think that this is the perfect design of Dalek? It absolutely is, yeah. And these colours as well. It's beautiful. It's great. I'm going to take a screen grab of this shot, and this will be published I mean... in episode one. I mean, me, like, younger, have watching The Chase on video, would have loved something like this. This boy. I had how the Dapol ones. How do they reproduce? Daleks. Yeah. They're grown, aren't they? Oh, that's right. And then they're just sort of inserted into the shell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine those, you know. Okay, I will show my garlic tin. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. The, why the hell is so, that from there? The 1993 anniversary tin, which came with the chase and remembrance of the Daleks. And I've uh, obviously got a nice picture of Dalek invasion of Earth. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just for, I see, I happen to have one of those here as well with the special Ooh, saucer lovely, at the back. Lovely. What do you think of my big saucer? Uh, it's great. Great for getting around, isn't it? Yeah. No, he uses he doesn't need a space-time visualizer because he picks it all up on his satellite dish. Oh, I see, I yeah. see. Oh my god, this is the bit where look where the Daleks go in and they go around the circle. It's interesting as well, because I love you know, I love the chase. I but I'm not a fan always of long Dalek scenes and long Dalek talking to each other scenes. No, that's because they're fucking monotonous. It's all right in this though. There's something about this that I accept, but other stories I would very much be like, oh come on, I, oh, just or even like Big Finish when Daleks talk to each other all the time. I, you get well, a bit you know Dalek what, fatigued. Apart from here, in this one they sing their their Tardis song, don't they? Tardis, 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 Tardis. Like, that's what you want Daleks doing. You do, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a bit of time in my life where I found that a bit cringe, but I I accept it now. When we went to the BFI and watched Evil of the Daleks, um, there, mm. everyone was laughing during the dialogue scenes there where they were going, Dizzy, Dizzy Doctor, friends. You know, Which I think that. is all right for Daleks to do something like that at that point in Evil of the Daleks mm. and give them a bit of character. 
And I but just I think it's been about... done so many times now. Mm. You get, oh, there's a Dalek that's friends with Rose or whatever, or in Victory of the Daleks, it's seven. Uh, you you have so many times that that happens that you're like, it's not, it doesn't stand out anymore. There's always, a Dalek always has to be different. Yeah. Which... Well, but then you get something like Dalek in series one, where the yeah. Dalek's an actual character and can engage yeah. with people. And Nick Briggs plays it like a character rather than just, you know, exterminate. He's, he's that's, that, that's fine once, but you can't keep doing things like that, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, you can't have Daleks and not have them talk. No, I'm not saying not talk, but just have, oh, a Dalek's doing this, something silly, or, oh, you wouldn't have a Dalek doing that. Uh, sometimes they just got to go out and kill, I think, and that's absolutely fine. Yeah. And I feel, I feel like um, Chibnall has reintroduced that to the Daleks, you know, because mm. that first one that came back in Resolution, all, he just went out straight away and murdered, massacred a ton of people. That's what I think they need to do, yeah, yeah. And you get the silly, you get a few silly Daleks in this one, but that's okay, because it's early on. You know how we go and visit locations sometimes of Doctor Who stories? Obviously, since yeah. Candace Hands is near me, do you think we could mm. take some weird sculptures and put them on <laughs> sand dunes, and then we'll go and climb the sand dunes and set a camera up down the bottom and recreate that scene? Great, yeah, and we'll find a, a, a trap door to go down and climb down. Yeah, the ring in the sand, the ring in the sand, the ring in the sand, <laughs> the ring the field, the ring sorry. the field. I'm sorry, Terry Nation's just staring right in any old shit at this point. Hang on, Terry Nation. I I have a lot of time for Terry Nation. I I love these episode ones. Yeah, it's an episode one where it's just the Doctor and the companions most of the time. I love that. I really enjoy that. If you had to choose, right, <clears throat> between having sex with Terry Nation or having sex with Barry Letts, who would you choose? All oh, right, having a date, having a date. Uh, oh, Terry Nation, he'd get me champagne, wouldn't he? He's loaded. Oh, champagne cocktails. Yeah. Yeah, Barry Letts is going to get you, like, um, gooseberry wine or something like that. Gooseberry <laughs> wine. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? He'll probably take you yeah. to the nut, the nut hutch and you'll be ended up eating a load of fungus. That is a Barry Letts, yeah. Terry Nation, <laughs> you're at, like, you know, the Ritz having champagne and just writing your script on a tablecloth. Did you see how quickly the sun went down then? It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it goes down yeah. really quick. Oh no! But it has to. There's part loads of story. Of suns, isn't there? Loads of suns. Two suns on Iridius. Yeah. yeah. See, it's, a, it's an unusual world, Iridius. Oh my god, it's marvelous. And Vicky has hysterics here a little bit, doesn't see, she? I think this this whole set should have been in darkness like this the whole time because you can't see the backdrop now. Yeah, but the whole point is that it gets dark, that they get lost and they can't come back, or, or you know, it's night time. And there is a line to explain that. See, look. Um, okay. Did you see that cloth there? Where they've I know, up? but no, no, it no, doesn't no. matter. No, I'm not taking a piece. I'm basically saying the cloth has been put over it, and then they've put sand on top of it to hide the trap door. Yeah, okay. Okay. You don't seem convinced. No, I thought you were saying, oh, it's not very good. No, I'm not just going to spend this whole thing saying it's not very good. I love this story. Vicky! <laughs> I'm not in a BBC studio, Vicky! <laughs> what they could achieve in the corner of Lime Grove is unbelievable. <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? I said, I thought you'd been rude, but you're not. No, I was saying something really sweet. Once. <laughs> I've just seen the doctor in his hat. Uh, is that the first time we see something like that, isn't it? He's got it in Dalek's Master Plan, hasn't he? Look at the lighting here as they go underground. That's really effective. What do you think of Ian's uh, jumper then? The shirt. The Ian's shirt. So obviously, I quite like it. You 
You yeah, don't like I know. It? Yeah, it's a bit pajamery, isn't it? Well, I quite like pajamas. You're wearing pajamas now. What are you talking about? All right. Okay. Okay. When you see the trap door close. I can't help but notice he doesn't actually touch it, though, but it shuts anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's a quick glimpse of a Maya beast. Now, look, I know I do this. I know I do this a lot, but that does look like a pair of bollocks, doesn't it? It might not look like yours, but it does look like a pair of bollocks. (laughs) Oh, my God, we've got a sandstorm in Lime Grove. I mean, it's a bit... I mean, imagine this is what Marco Polo was like when they had their storm. I think the fact that they have a stab at any of this is extraordinary. It's wonderful. It really is. But do you know what? I, I can just never tire of it. With this and the Keys of Mariners, right, and Dalek and I'm sorry, Dalek's Master Plan. <laughs> what voice said, sorry. Um... Because it skips from location to location, it, it has that unusual thing of the 60s in that it's really fast paced because you're not anywhere long enough for it to, sl- like, you know, think of the sensor rights when you're on the sense sphere for four episodes, you know, and you're watching the doctor with his test tubes, you know. <laughs> like oh my God, I know, exactly. And that, I think that's what I like about it. Hmm. That is, the, I think that sums it up. It's just, it changes, it's what's happening next week. Well, look, I'm going to ask you, right? So, Yes, I'm going to use my pipette in a minute. I'm going to ask you. Oh my! Well, I mean, that would be more alarming, surely. Um, what's your favourite segment of this then? It's the haunted house. Oh my it's god! Really? It is. I yeah. love. I love the bit. Um, well, I love the bit on the Marie Celeste because the Dalek goes in the water and goes ah. But I also really love. Um, the, anything on Mechanus with the Mechanoids. Oh, but that's the thing, yeah, I really love Mechanus as well, and that, the mystery of it, I'm watching it the first time, what is what is happening, what is this jungle about? Mm. That was, you know, that was really exciting. Oh, here we go, Dalek out from another sound. Yeah, you can hear it, like, going uh, uh, sort of. Uh, Mark, if you were coming out of the sand and you were inside that metal box, you'd be coughing as well. He's getting it all in his grills. Buried so, how does it elevate up? Is it elev- you know, it's still, don't you think it's a good cliffhanger? I think it's, I mean, it's bizarre. Well, it's, oh, yeah, yeah, but it's a, it's a poorer version of End of Dalek Invasion of Earth, isn't it? Coming out of the water. Well, yeah, I mean, but this whole story is bizarre. This is, that ain't no more bizarre than anything else in this story. That's Terry Nation, like, champagne, please. Uh, water, oh no, sand this time. Oh yeah, what is it? <laughs> Daleks coming through glass. Um, <laughs> yeah. What else, what other Dalek reveals has there been? So many. Um, what else does he have? Uh, End of Genesis one. Oh, well, that's more Davros, I suppose. Oh, that is Davros. No, we go exterminate. <laughs> um, obviously the original, the original plunger. No. I bet you know he had a hundred of these Terry Nations, and then oh, for God's sake. And then um, he did. Uh, oh, he goes. Oh, I know. We're gonna have invisible Daleks at the end of Planet of the Daleks episode one. <laughs> Yeah. Daleks. Daleks. No, I can explain that cliffhanger to you, though. Yeah. Because everyone goes, well, he went there to, to see the Daleks. So why is he shocked that there's Daleks there? He didn't expect to see fucking invisible Daleks, though, did he? Exactly. Yeah. That's why he's exactly. shocked. Terrence Dick says in the commentary, oh, it doesn't make any sense, but it makes a good moment. I'm like, Terrence, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that was a riveting episode one, even though very little happened. Um, 
are you ready to head into the death of time? I'm ready. I'm ready to get into Aridius. Okay, well, I'm going to go and get changed for episode two. So we'll yep. see you very soon.